0: What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every week on the Minimalist Vegan podcast. Hello, my name is Michael and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Marsha, every week to discuss the intersection of minimalism and veganism on this show, in addition to recipes and articles of which you can find on our blog, theminimalistvegan.com. In this episode, we discussed the ongoing fight for simplicity in our lives, and I'm sure you can relate to many of the examples that we discuss in this conversation. Simplicity is beautiful, but often elusive, and we need to constantly remind ourselves of, you know, how to obtain it and what it means to live simply. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did, and I'll check in after the episode to fill in any gaps.
1: So... Oh my God, this is episode 40. Oh, nice. I like round numbers. Yes, I do too. That's Very clean. (laughs) He just hit me then. Um, Yeah, so episode 40 of our podcast. God, it feels like... Congratulations. Yes, to you too. Thank you. Um, Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about simplicity. Mm -hmm. And the ongoing battle of trying to simplify in life yep. and what that looks like and what that doesn't look like in many cases for most of us. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the topic. And we've got some interesting things we want to bring up about it because some people might see it very black and white. And when we first started diving into this topic, I actually thought about it in very black and white terms, mm. you know, like simplicity RK. okay, so that means less stuff. All right. Let's and like, you know, less commitments and all of that sort of stuff. But as we started talking about it more and diving deeper, there was so much more that we we unpacked and, and thought about. So yep. yeah. Looking forward to getting into it. So
0: simplicity is not so simple. No. <laughs> as it turns out.
1: Especially in twenty nineteen, you know, like I think even fifty years ago it, it just from what we can see, you know, what life was like, it was much easier. I think even just dating back to before the internet, yeah, it just seemed like life was less complicated. For sure. Especially for for a couple like us that bases our whole business on the internet. It's quite an interesting dynamic and, you know, like we're constantly, I feel, battling with that type of yeah. trying to simplify and but also trying to do our work and yeah. all of these things. So, where do you feel like complexity actually comes from? What causes us to complicate our lives so much?
0: Well, look, I think... You know, and I think complexity is a really good word, word to use when talking about simplicity because obviously it's the opposite. Yeah. And when I think about complexity and when I think about, well, for us and for me in particular, I think complexity is always manifest. Or It always sort of pops up when it comes to my lack of patience. Mm,
1: mine right? too. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, it's when you try to get somewhere faster than
1: life intends you to correct
0: (laughs) then you start to add complexity to your life you 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 try to cut corners yeah and um, try and
1: stuff more into the day yeah
0: so you so either you try to do more Mm. um, or you try and buy something that will achieve the goal faster yeah right Um, so this could be a physical possession like mm-hmm. a tool to fix something, or it could be like an educational course to learn something, like whatever it is, or even or, hiring hiring someone. someone yeah. Or like I don't take drugs or pills often, but I can imagine somebody in situation if they're impatient, they have pain, then they want to take yeah. some sort of a painkiller or substance, right? So it, or it,
1: like drinking uh, caffeinated drinks to yes. stay awake so that they can keep powering yes. through.
0: Yes. And with all of these decisions, that's where complexity comes back into play. So, like, when I think of, oh, I really want a motorbike. But rather than waiting to save for a motorbike, I get a loan out to get a motorbike. Yeah. And which put me in debt. That started my whole debt journey. And we'll link to that in the show notes about, you know, minimalist money and what, that, what that's like. But, or oh, I really want to go overseas instead of saving up for it. You get, mm. yeah. Like, so, like, complexity has popped up financially yeah, it's popped up in physical clutter. It's popped up in mental clutter. It's it's. It's
1: also you know ego and wanting to strive and be more. You know, sure. faster and you know, I want to get to this many subscribers. I want to get to this many page views. I want this to happen faster. I want my book to be out sooner, and all of these things. Yes, because you're trying to feed your ego rather than just be having patience. For things to happen as yes. they should happen
0: yes and that brings me to the next point which is what you've just said and that's wanting more mm. so one is impatience and the other thing is just wanting more yeah and we've talked about this in previous episodes we talk about it in our book it's a foundation of our book and is what we like to refer as the, the more virus mm. and you know, and, and minimalism sort of flips that equation of success from wanting more to wanting less, um, which gets you closer to simplicity and further away from complexity. But um, I think having ambition and is sometimes a positive thing, but more often than not comes at its level of complexity. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose just wanting to add things all the time. You know what I mean? So like if you look at I've a physical this, environment... I've got
1: this pocket... Of time where I've got this space. Yeah. Then you want to add You to have it. a
0: free wall in your your home. Yeah. And rather than appreciating the simplicity of the situation, you feel the need to add something in there. Yeah. So, so you might buy a piece of furniture or yeah. painting or something like that uh, because you're just constantly adding and wanting more things. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I'd say that complexity definitely creeps up from wanting more. And you can talk about this one. But I think another point is uh, complexity comes when you try to please too many people. Yeah. So.
1: Well, because you struggle to say no, so then you kind of find ways, even though you don't have the time, you shuffle things around just to be able to say yes. Mm. And so you're really in in many cases you're overflowing already. And then you just have this guilt of not being able to say no. So, you say yes. And then sometimes even just say yes and then work things out later. You know, like rather than going, okay, how can I problem solve on the spot? You just say yes and then go, oh, crap. Okay, now I have to work out how I'm actually going to achieve this. Yes. so
0: Which is then unnecessarily more complicated than what it needs to be. Yeah, you
1: put yourself... um, And many times I've put myself under a lot of stress and pressure... Just because I've said yes to something and offered something that was never even a question of, like they never even asked, so yeah. I've added that complexity onto myself. It yeah. wasn't even the other person. Yeah. So I've said yes for myself
0: yeah. to them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, made the commi- you've, commitment. You volunteered um, for complexity. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. It's a fine line, especially for people pleasers, to tr- to start to catch yourself, especially when you're that eager to even add to you, to your plate, to start noticing yourself and going, I'm thinking about saying something, but I'm not going to because it's not going to serve me, you know, in the long term or even the short term. Yeah. Um, and how much will this cost me? You know, yeah. not in money necessarily. It might cost you in time. It might cost you in energy, stress, you yeah. know, and doing things that you'd actually rather be doing. Yeah. I'm not saying never say yes to loved ones and helping people and doing all of these things, but then you got to weigh up at what cost. Yep. So, I think it's important because then you become rely- a reliant person. Anyways, we'll cut it off there because we've done a whole episode on this. Yeah. So, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Yep. Um, and you can check out more of the people-pleasing side of things mm. in in that episode. So, from there, I think... We've obviously touched on how complexity already feels, but on a deeper level, complexity when it's day in, day out, week after week, month after month, year after year, like how can that manifest into this thing where you actually really struggle to process things after a while? You know, you go into burnout, you go into fog brain, you become reactive, so we talked about, I think that you wrote a blog post about this being, uh, are you playing yeah. defense or offense? Off, yeah,
0: correct. Yeah, offense or defense, it, it's more of a sports analogy um, where you're either scoring or you're trying to stop somebody from scoring. Yeah. And when you're trying to stop somebody from scoring, you're reacting to what they're doing. Yes. Okay. Um. But when you're scoring, you're dictating Yeah. what the defense is doing. So, so when you feel… It's
1: like which which side of the court is the ball in? You yeah. know, You're kind of playing it that way
0: absolutely and i think when we live a complex life some of the examples that we touched on before like where you have or want too many things where you're constantly impatient you're overly ambitious you're trying to please too many people then you you feel like you're constantly playing defense Mm. like you're trying to read what the world is trying to do to you and you're reacting to that rather than sort of taking control Mm. of the situation Mm. Um, and it can be quite suffocating yeah. Uh, that level of complexity. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that's definitely um, how I'd resonate with that. When I feel like things are complicated, it feels overwhelming. Mm. You, you're trying to, to, to take on something that seems really, really complicated as a subject and it just feels like it's just towering over your head and then you have to find a way to simplify it. So it can be overwhelming, but when it's self-inflicted, so, you
1: mean taking like a complex subject or a complex topic and simplifying it so that you can understand it better?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like if you if you don't take the steps to simplify it, then it's just completely overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people can understand complex things quite oh, yeah. easily, but yeah, you do have to obviously process it in a way that you will understand. Yes. Because everyone has a different way of learning things. So, you know, not one mold will fit every single person. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think it's like any any goal that we take on that is difficult. Mm. I think more often than not, we associate difficulty with then, oh, we need a complex solution.
1: Yeah.
0: When more often than not, the solutions are quite simple, which yeah. I think we'll touch on a bit later. Yeah. But I just think, oh, cool. A difficult situation means that it needs a complex solution. Mm. And I think we can get into that trap as well. Well,
1: this is the thing. And, but like, why do we have the need to complicate things in life? Like what, why do most people naturally tend to go in that direction rather than thinking of simplicity? They just naturally tend to go against like, what is our natural instinct to want to simplify things? But I think as I touched on before, like with technology and the fast paced environment and everything, it's almost like become this new norm that we need to complicate life for it to seem like it's successful or that it's normal for us to do so.
0: For sure. I think it's not that we've done research on this, but feels like this my own experience. There's a correlation between being overstimulated mm. and feeling bored.
1: Yeah. Right? No one's bored anymore. And if they're bored, they're looking for something anxiously to fill that time because that to them is not acceptable.
0: Absolutely. But it's... Okay, so we used the example before about home decor and, you know, leaving a wall instead of adding furniture. Mm. And I think uh, a lot of that is stylistic desire and taste, which is different for everybody. Yeah. But more often than not, We're motivated to add home decor in because we fear that it's boring or like, oh, like a simple linen dress, which is beautiful. The material is amazing. But depending on who you are, you might think that's boring and you need to add more to it, right? Yeah. Like add
1: accessories and more layers and or a different pattern or something to kind of give it a little bit of maybe life.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you—you you, when I met you, it was quite common to... Like, you would have a whole meal that was just vegetables. At, and it
1: is to this day. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> what, what I would consider a side, yeah. you would have as a main course. Yeah. Like, potatoes and spinach. And I used to think, that is so boring. What is up with that? But then now I see the beauty in the quality produce and using the right olive oil and the taste and all of that stuff. So, I think it's just like this... Stimula- like what you talked about with technology, we're so overly stimulated at the moment where we can be entertained, we can be triggered, we can we can learn about things, you know, at our fingertips all the time. And the moment we put that device down mm. and we are just...
1: Met with silence. Met
0: with silence, pottering around, sort of doing nothing, being in the garden, like things like that for many of us, if we're honest, feel yeah. boring. yeah. And and but they're simple. Mm. So
1: there's a really cute Winnie the Pooh quote that um, says, "Doing nothing often leads to the very best kind of something." So I think it's important to learn how to slow down so that you can actually start to appreciate, yeah, that nothing and actually that is a something. Yes. When you talk to others and you know they say, "Oh, what have you got planned for the weekend?" and you say, "Oh, nothing." It's almost like, well, what's... Why? (laughs) Like, what's wrong? Why haven't you made any plans? Or what you're so... Like, that automatically might click to them and go, well, they're a bit boring if they've got nothing planned or, like, that sounds a bit meh. But I think a lot more people I've noticed are starting to realise or have the comment back saying they almost envy you for not having any plans and for not, you know, having nothing to do. Yes. Because... Most people have, oh, well, I've got this appointment. I've got to take the kids here. I've got to do that. I've got to meet up with this friend. I've got to finish renovating the house. Or there's always things I've got study to do. I've got to edit a podcast. I've got all of these things to do. Yeah. And some people see it as a badge of honor. Yeah. That they've got all of these things that they're constantly busy, busy, busy. Yeah. But I think by simplifying and by saying i've got nothing planned and by sort of that having that simple boring and inverted commas life can be something to admire in in the future
0: yeah it's it's interesting like even when we want to relax okay let's say we're not doing nothing but we want to relax
1: mm.
0: uh we're still scheduling that time in yeah you know what i mean yeah and i think i don't know and i don't know if this is like a this is where we are in, in time and in culture. I don't know. It's just because I'm older now. Um, you know, I can't speak on where you are in the world or what your experience is. But I know that there was a time where I'll just be like sitting at home. This is like I'm a like 10, 11 years old. Just like looking for things to do. Mm. Right. And then oh, the, the doorbell, days. The doorbell would ring. <laughs> The doorbell would ring, and like my whole family wasn't doing much as well. Yeah, I'll right? be on a weekend. would just be pottering around. Yeah, just pottering around. Yeah. Everyone's just pottering out. The doorbell would ring, mm. and it'll be family friend yeah. be greeted. They'll walk into the house. Yeah, and stay there for three hours.
1: Yeah, right. Because they can, and yeah. like they they don't think, oh, they've got somewhere to be, they've got something to do. It's like, well, no, I can actually stay here for three hours, because. They're here.
0: Absolutely. But it was always a... It was spontaneous. Okay? And getting back to Winnie the Pooh's quote. Doing nothing often leads to the very best kind of something. Everyone's doing nothing. A good friend rocks up at the house. If that happened now... Mm. Like that's a huge inconvenience. I don't
1: think you'd open the door pretend I mean, you're not home. I know
0: I know some of you are just like, What do you mean somebody just comes into exactly. my house for three hours? Yeah. The audacity. Do you know yeah. how many things I got planned in the next three hours? Uh, including doing nothing. So like And it's,
1: if it does happen, you get annoyed. It's like yeah. you've literally just killed the momentum of my day completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the same thing with phone calls. Like phone call needs to be planned now. You know, this used to be a spontaneous act because, mm. you know, we were open and receptive to that. I, I couldn't tell you how many times in my life where I've just gone out and just been open and done something. I've gone out to play basketball and I've just interacted with 10 people randomly. Yeah. It's just turned into something, mm. you know. Um, so, because you you were committed to just being simple, right? You're just committed to doing what you're doing without any shame or guilt, which we'll get, we'll get onto very shortly. So, I think, yeah, that's a really key thing. We're, we're scheduling everything in our lives because like we can't, we, like we almost can't afford to just do nothing. That does, It seems crazy. Mm. That level of simplicity seems a bit crazy.
1: And I think it also comes from a place of ego as well. Like this whole feeling of I need to be seen as this person that's always got something to do.
0: Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're seen as lazy.
1: Yeah. And, and you can be shamed for that, and right? And then it ends up being this false sense of... You can put on this false sense of success by constantly being busy and doing certain things. Yes. And it can also be a thing of not wanting to deal with your current situation. So, uh, you're constantly yeah. running from your reality or running from your emotions or running from actually dealing with things in your life than sitting with your thoughts or sitting yeah, with yeah. the situation and actually dealing Processing. and passing it through. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that are like that. Yeah, They're keep just yourself busy so they busy can just put their head in
0: the sand and...
1: And pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Truth. I, I also think the the laziness thing is, is real. Like when... You know, when somebody is like moving really slowly and simply through their life, just doing whatever they want, sometimes you can feel shame because society or people you're living with or whatever might be like, well, what are you doing with your life? Are you going to do something? Be productive. Be productive. Are you going to do something? Like, so that already adds complexity. Yeah. You know, because somebody's actually found a way to just do nothing and to be simple and then we're telling them, no, that's not enough. You're not doing enough. Yeah. You're not providing it's not enough. Acceptable. It's not acceptable, right? Yeah. So then it gets programmed that we always need to be productive. Mm. And being productive all the time comes with complexity because we're adding things to our plate mm. and trying to do as many things as we can in a 24-hour period.
1: I mean, I think it's important though to say that there, you still need to find that balance. For sure. You know, like there's, there's a balance between doing nothing and doing something. Yeah. So rather than just sitting around and not doing nothing all day. You know what I mean? Like you still want to be contributing to society. Yeah. And to your family and the people around you. And
0: a lack of productivity and simplicity are both very, very different things as well. Yeah. So, I, I recognize that too. Mm.
1: Speaking of simplicity, so what does it actually feel like to be simple? Like how how do we start living more slowly? And start feeling that patience that we try so hard to (laughs) but just struggle with.
0: That that Zen. I think um, I've thought about this a lot, but I think when I'm feeling the benefits of simplicity, it's when I'm living instinctual. Like I'm living more based on how I feel and my instincts uh, as opposed to processing and thinking as much.
1: And being triggered by something external. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And also, even just being able to go deep on things. Yep. Like, that doesn't happen very often because we don't have the time to go deep on things anymore. Yep. And I remember when we were doing deep work and when, like, you just, this overwhelming feeling of just happiness and contentment that yeah. you get from going deep.
0: Reach a level of flow,
1: yeah. Yeah, and feel like it's okay to go deep rather than seeing it as a waste of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's simplicity is sort of, you know, moving and acting in a slow way, in a steady way, without feeling any guilt, I feel. And, and I think it's also about like, how simplicity is about being really engaged and present in what you're doing as well, mm. I feel. Mm. Um, rather Living than, in the moment yeah,
1: rather than thinking about the future or the past.
0: Compartmentalizing your brain all the time. That's another thing. And I think simplicity is slower. Mm. I'm struggling to say that, you know, mm. because I've struggled with that. Mm. You know, when slow, <laughs> it's like, what? What? Um, because don't again, tell me to slow down yeah, slow <laughs> to me is associated with patience yeah and, and when i say slow slow tai chi movements being present i mean slow as in spending th- two and a half hours straight in the garden just being in the garden like moving really slowly about it i mean slow as in just Letting laying thoughts, down in the sun yeah. without feeling guilty mm. whenever you feel like it's necessary to do that. I mean, slow is like going for a slow walk. Mm. Um, and it's
1: also letting letting thoughts come in and out without trying to let them affect you. I mean, this is what part of meditation yeah. is, but also letting them come and letting them go without having that anxiety or stress or feeling like, oh, okay, I need to go and do that. Yeah. So, I think that's really important to practice that because then you're less affected by future and past. Yes. And that's how you can actually be more present. Yes. As well.
0: Yeah. I think simplicity also feels like less decisions. Yeah. You know, so I think that's more focused, Mm. you know, less decisions on what you need to wear or what you need to do or where you need to go. It's just less decisions Mm. um, that, that make things very simple. And I think simplicity more often than not, it feels kind of boring and we've already touched on this, but I find this really fascinating when, when you think about performance, because when we think about high performing people, I think we associate again, complexity to their success, but, when you look at people who are very successful in whatever field that they're in, so let's just take for example Stephen King, so a really well-known author. You know, when you read his books about writing, his practice is incredibly boring and simple. So he's put out these really what we think are really deep, thoughtful, complicated bodies of work in books, but his practice is incredibly simple, and that's a sitting down every day and writing. You know what I mean, but when we think about sitting down every day and writing, and we want to be a one of the best authors of all time, that's when we try to add comp like we try to do things differently rather than just doing what we need to do. you trying in, to hack. Day <laughs> We're trying to hack it, right? And it's the same thing with athletes, like with tennis players. Like, oh my god, how did you get to world number one? Well, I like I just. I practice five hours a day hitting my forehand over and over and over and over and over over again. Have you tried to get a a child, like a a seven-year-old child, to just do something over and over and over? They'll go crazy, Mm. you know, because it's boring. Mm. But that's the simple stuff that actually gets results. Mm. So, I think simplicity is about enjoying what many of us consider to be boring, But I mean,
1: not to completely agree, but it's not always the case. And I think when we have those feelings of being able to potter around, of being able to go back 20 years in time when, you know, you were talking about your family before, we kind of dream of those situations. But it's like if we know the feeling, why don't we try and have more of that in our lives or have it all the time? We don't, people don't like complexity. I mean, I know I don't. Mm. I like simplicity, but then I always manage to cram stuff in. I think it's the impatient side of me and wanting to be overambitious. Mm. I know what simplicity feels like and I love that feeling. So mm. why am I doing this to myself? It's like, what psychologically, why am I drawn to constantly want to add more to my plate? Yeah. It's bizarre, really.
0: Yeah. yeah well, I, I see. I, I want to talk about like how you just said that you're you're just like, why do I continue to make things complicated and what they need to be? And I think that somewhere along the lines, it was we have gained this perception that things need to be complicated. Mm. And hard and complicated, again, are two very different things. So things in life are going to be hard and challenging. Mm. Doesn't mean they need to be complicated. Mm. Right? But do you
1: think that a lot of the time that complication... And hard is associated also with success, for sure. So that, like, if you want to be successful in life, you gotta literally surely... be run off your feet twenty four seven. Yeah, like sleep less, do more, and then you'll get somewhere. Yeah. Work hard, no play, no fun. Yes, type of mentality. I think so.
0: And I, and look, I think this is uh, there's a quote we've got here from Richard Branson, which I like. Uh, he says that complexity is your enemy. Any fool can make something complicated. It is hard to keep things simple. Mm. So it's actually easy to make things complicated. Mm. It's so easy to just let things, decisions, commitments into your life just because, because that's what's how our infrastructure is built. It's and built it's on more. And this fear of missing out as yeah. well.
1: You want to constantly add more so that you feel like you're getting the most out of life.
0: Yeah. We talk about the the, the impact of the internet and adding complexity but like you know we've sat and we've talked about this in a digital minimalism episode which we'll link to as well but listener i don't know about you but it's not like we're running out of content to consume Mm. do you know what i mean like there was a time can you believe there was a time that we would pull out a physical paper tv guide and we would know that the latest episode of friends or seinfeld was on at seven o'clock tonight we would sit down and watch it would we'll get through all the commercials get to the end of the episode and then we'll happily wait patiently wait for the next episode the next day or the next week yeah right
1: and it's like that's what your evening was yeah you planned around that time when the tv show was on tv and then it's like okay look at your look at the clock and go well, what else like what else can i do tonight i remember yeah. when i was actually younger primary school high school i loved spending time in my room and i love planning things and dawdling around and organizing things in my room and making things look pretty but just being with myself yeah and enjoying that time listening to cassette tapes and singing along and doing all of these things i loved it yes i actually really enjoyed spending time in my bedroom yes But which kid are you going to catch spending time in their bedroom doing things like that anymore?
0: Well, and and which adult? Definitely some of us who prioritise that. But even for adults, like just sitting down for the purpose of listening to your favourite music. Mm. Not to multitask and listen to the music. Just because you want to listen to that artist. And gets back to this like overwhelming amount of content. It's we're sitting there. We're sitting there. Talk about complicated. We're just like, oh my god, what TV show? What movie? Um, is it good enough? Is this piece of content actually worth the next hour and a half of my time? Yeah. Right. So but then we waste fifteen minutes deciding on what to consume or to watch. Yeah, because you don't
1: want to be you don't want to be disappointed or waste your time consuming something that you could have used that time doing something absolutely.
0: else absolutely so then okay so you got the seinfeld example in the 90s where it's like very few decisions are made seinfeld mm-hmm. is on tonight at seven yeah simple <laughs> now it's like oh what am I going to watch out of the hundred choices I have? Yeah. That's on the ba- in my head. So, what? that's you've gone from one decision to a hundred decisions. Mm. Talk about complexity.
1: Well, we watched an interview with the CEO of Netflix last week. Yeah. And he was talking about just literally like their main goal is to win you over with screen time. Yeah. Because there's so many options now. So many, you know, Netflix, you've got now Disney... Plus, yeah. Disney Plus, you've got Apple TV, Apple Plus, TV yeah. Plus. Why are they all pluses? But I'd anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. You've got Amazon has its yeah. own thing.
0: HBO is coming out.
1: HBO, on. Stan.
0: Yeah. You've got YouTube. Foxtel, you've got free content. YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many different places where you can be consuming content. Yeah. And that's just TV shows and movies. Yeah. Let alone everything else that's available and, on the internet. And what's
0: interesting is that he he doesn't see uh, those streaming services as a competitor to Netflix. He sees everything else everything that you yet, can be doing. Yeah, reading books, yeah. playing, like the gaming market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people spending time gaming. It's like literally time. Yeah. It's competing for your time.
1: And that I actually found really interesting. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, that's what they want. Absolutely. They want your attention, no matter where and they do. And, else they do it's going. and they do a
0: fantastic job at uh, yeah. of it, you know, because there's some really great content on these platforms. But it just, as I said, you go from one decision of okay, this is the choice, mm. to a hundred decisions. Yeah, and even starting with that one concept, like you're already up against complexity, mm. big time.
1: Yeah. But I think it's also the commitment part because I remember we used to go to the video store to get yep. VHS tapes and then it turned into DVDs. Mm. I mean, you'd spend half an hour to 45 minutes just picking something there. Yeah. But then if you want to make sure you pick the right thing Yeah. because I'm not going back to the video store to pick out another movie, Yeah. but now everything's at your fingertips Yeah. that you can easily change something very quickly yeah again we can be the level of satisfaction you know the standard is much higher yeah for things that are grabbing our attention so and we can easily switch to something else if something's not doing it for us I anymore
0: th- and i think this is the point of it right of complexity thing is that and it gets back to your point about stimulation yeah it's when we're so highly Overly stimulated, I should say. You know, a lot of the beauty in simplicity is right in front of us every day, every second we're breathing. There's simplicity in that. We struggle to appreciate simplicity, and I think that's where, like, I'd like to talk about how we can sort of practice simplicity more. But I think it really starts off with making simplicity the goal, yeah, actually wanting to be simple Mm. because. If we don't do that, then we're just reacting and playing defense. Yeah. Right. And then the complexity is just around us all the time. So, we need to see value in simplicity.
1: Mm. To want it.
0: To want it. Because you need to be like, you actually need to be quite courageous to simplify. Mm. Um, And because it means that you're probably compromising something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're probably compromising time, a thing, an experience.
1: Well, you are compromising because you're undoing. Yes. If you had simplicity all your life, you wouldn't feel like you are actually compromising. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is a thing. So, I think that's the first thing is, and you know, it just reminds me, and I, I think we've mentioned this before, but it, this reminds me of that, um, what's that show on Netflix? <laughs> we are just talk uh, about Netflix. A Chef's Table. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say
1: there are hundreds. A chef's table.
0: And it's like, I think it's the only, or well, one of the few episodes that's actually vegan friendly. Like that's a vegan chef, but it was that monk. Um, the Buddhist monk. The Buddhist monk. She's far removed herself from this overstimulation in, in, in the temple. But looking at... But
1: that's at all she knows.
0: But that's all she knows. By looking at her lifestyle, wake up, do your prayer, do your practice. And then she cooks most of the day. She looks after her really messy veggie garden. Um, and then even her the type of recipes she creates are incredibly simple. It's like super focused on specific ingredients and making them shine. And we watch this and it's totally inspiring. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As we're watching this in our overstimulated environment, it's like incredibly inspiring to see that level of simplicity which she's living with because this is so foreign yeah. to us. You know, everything from how slowly she's going to the spending so much time in the veggie patch, spending so much time in the kitchen with these ingredients, making really simple meals... It's like in practice. And even
1: just how she's preparing the food. Yes. Like some of the things she's got soy sauce that's 50 plus, 100 even years old. Yeah. That they've been using in the temple for obviously a really long time. Yes. And so it's allowing even your food practice and food process to slow right down. Yes. And then you appreciate that food so much more. Like we were talking off air before, like how much more do you enjoy food that you've grown yourself? Yeah, for sure. Rather than having that detachment from just buying at the supermarket or at the markets. Yes. So, I think that's a really important thing even just that everyone can do. Because Appreciation. we are, like, yeah. we're all humans and we all need to eat. Yes. Is appreciating food.
0: You're so right. And, was, and I think back to a previous point, you said the simplicity allows a level of depth that you just can't get if you're spread too thin in a complicated world. For her, it was about the care that she took for, like, fermenting this kimchi and, like, how delicious it looked. But... How she fermented it got so much flavor out of it. Mm. And it's just how can you how far can you take an eggplant? Yeah. When you're thinking about ten other vegetables Mm. that you've bought at a supermarket. Yeah. That you've got no connection to. You know what I mean? What are your chances of actually, you know, you grow the eggplant yourself and then you you figure out a hundred different ways to use it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And have an appreciation for that. Um, and make you know,
1: that like the star of the dish yeah
0: that's beautiful but mm. we need to want that we need to aspire to that to be able to even work towards it Oh no, no, yeah it starts with having the vision and once you have the vision then you can go on to sort of the more tactical stuff so I know that when we're feeling complex we, t- we tend to just blow up our to-dos or our schedule like whatever is drawing in a lot of commitment and time we kind of just hit the reset button delete everything and then slowly add your to-dos and your calendar events back Mm. fine by doing this process It this allows you to hit reset it's like when you have too much stuff on your computer and your computer is like dying and then when was the last time you turned it off you know what I mean so you just gotta like hit reset and just clear everything and then build it up again So that's something that.
1: With simplicity in mind, not complexity. Yeah, yes.
0: Not with too much ambition or impatience and all those triggers for complexity. Yeah. And, you know, this could be in a physical to do list or digital, um, you know, whatever you use. Another another thing that you can do to get back to simplicity is do some hardcore decluttering. Mm. So when we have so many physical things in our environment, what turns into oh, I need to just get my tax return from last year and it takes you 30 minutes because you've got so much clutter
1: Mm.
0: when if you didn't have the clutter, you'd know exactly where it was.
1: Or if you forget your password. Or
0: you forget your password. Like things like that, just sort of getting your house in order, your environment in order, just to remove those barriers to complexity. Which is unnecessary, yeah. Um, because another starts to literally manifest in taking your time away and getting you in that reactive state. And when
1: you have more stuff, you've got more, just stuff to manage all the time. If yeah. something breaks, you got to fix it or throw it out. But that, like, it's every single thing. Don't think that just one extra item, yeah, is not going to add another decision or another bit of, you know, like an extra minute of your day, yeah. Even if it is every couple of weeks. Because you might
0: walk past something and it might remind you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I still got to take that to the tip.
1: Yeah that's just
0: taken up unnecessary space. It's added mm-hmm. unnecessary complications to your life. So yeah. some hardcore decluttering can go a long way to getting back to simplicity. And the final thing I wanted to talk about was um, based off a book I recently read called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And I encourage you all to read the book, but a, re- a real key component of the book is about finding the one thing in your life that's going to effectively have the biggest impact on your goals and you know what you want to achieve. At any given moment. So, and the question that he asks, which I think is really, really powerful when thinking about getting back to simplicity, is what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I'll repeat that one more time. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? So, if you blow up your to-dos and then you start again, this is a great question to ask. And... You can apply it to different areas of your life. So like for health, cool, I want to get healthy. What does that mean? Okay, cool, I want to lower my blood pressure. I want to eat less sugar. I want to be fitter. Like there's all these different goals, right? So whatever your goal is in health, ask that question. You know, what's one thing that I can do so that everything else will be easier or unnecessary? So like for me earlier this year, it was eating one meal a day. Mm. Right. And became, I was jealous
1: of your simplicity because you only had to think about what you were going to eat once a day.
0: Yeah. But as we discussed in last week's episode, yes, it was simple to eat one meal a day, but eating one meal a day unexpectedly motivated me to do other things for my health. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though they weren't part of the, the goal or the intention, mm. but because I just had a really simple focus every day, I will naturally wanted to do other things. Yeah. So for relationship you know so if you want to improve your relationship so what's the one thing that you can do so that everything else in the future will be easier or unnecessary so like more often than not it's intimacy if you have more intimacy in your relationship what's the impact that it's going to have so and then you can get really complicated by looking at like oh no i need to you know do you love languages or I need to do this, do that? and But actually, it could just be intimacy that will fix it. What's the one thing that you can do? So, I think asking really powerful questions can help you remove that complexity. Being in a situation in like a team environment, work or sport. Sorry, I've got work and sport examples all the time because obviously, that's my experience. But I've been in situations where I've been at a team meeting in an office environment and... Gauntlet's been thrown down. Okay, how are we going to achieve this target or goal? And then everyone's brainstorming with these complicated ideas and let's do this and let's do that. And then somebody sort of just cuts through the crap. You guys, why are we complicating things? Why don't we just do this, 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 this? And everyone's like, oh,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) But ironically, what they suggested is the thing that you all agreed to do in the first place 12 Mm. months ago Mm. and you've somehow gotten away from that simple solution because we use complexity to procrastinate and do all these different things. Yeah. And the same things in sport. Like, or try and hack it. Yeah, they try and hack it. Try and cut corners. Same things in sport. You get in a timeout, sport in a team huddle. Someone just cuts through the noise like, all we need to do is shut down that one person. It's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's always thinking about what's the one thing that you can do. Yeah. And hopefully, you can start to...
1: Good examples. Yeah. yeah. Find some more simplicity. Nice. I think we've talked about a lot of different things here today. Yep. Have you got anything else you want to add? I do. Okay.
0: Watch animals. Um, I think we can learn a lot from animals because... I'm jealous they, of
1: Chewy all the yeah. time with how <laughs> simple his life is. Absolutely.
0: Animals live based on their instincts. Yeah. You know, so... And when you're living instinctually, it's simple. Mm. I need to eat. Yes. I want to play. Yeah. I I'm thirsty. Yeah. I'm thirsty. Yeah. I want to <laughs> be left alone. I want to be left alone. Um, not too much planning, in the, you know, like it's just like yeah. pretty much in the moment They'll all the go time. they with the flow. They're just ro- riding, rolling with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think any animal, watch them, they're just doing their thing. And I think there's a lot that we can learn mm. from that.
1: Yeah, good point. Cool. cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I hope you got something out of this episode. It's always good to break these things down. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. All right. Bye.
0: Bye. So there it is. Episode 40. Four zero. Can you believe it? We made it. Of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. And thank you so much for all your support uh, during all of these episodes that we've recorded so far. And we've got plenty more that we want to get out to you as well. So in this episode, we discuss simplicity. And probably more importantly, complexity and how easily it creeps back into our lives. So if you're interested in discovering more, you can find some more links to resources over at the show notes, which is theminimalistvegan.com slash 040. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash 040. Now, if you haven't already, would love your support to leave a rating or review. If you're enjoying the show, would also love your feedback. To my understanding, it helps other people find the show and figure out if it's going to be right for them as well. Again, thank you for tuning in. We don't take your attention for granted. And here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Chat to you next week. Peace.